1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. Since this weekend is Resurrection Day weekend, we're going to be ministering messages all week about Jesus Christ and what he did for me and you through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. We'll resume the messages on Rightfully hours next week. But this week, I want to get you in the mindset of the awesome things that God did for me and you on Good Friday and on Resurrection Day too. So come on, let's hear a message about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, what he did for you and me. When he went to Calvary's tree to pay sin's debt in full for you and me, and then got up on Resurrection Day to set us totally free and offer a new life to you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. But before I do, I got a question to ask you Are you ready for the word? Because, ready or not, here it comes. Today, what we're gonna talk about is necessary, so that we can be reminded how necessary it was for Jesus Christ to do what he did how he did everything necessary to pay sins, debt, and full for me and you so that we can be able to receive the life that he has available to me and you, one that we could be blessed for the rest of the days of our existence for all eternity. He did what was necessary. Turn to First Peter chapter 1, and we'll begin to look at some scriptures, and I'll, of course, give you some explanations of how it is that everything that Jesus did was necessary. Everything that Jesus was about was necessary. And everything that he went through for me and you on this day that he paid sins dead in full for me and you was necessary. First Peter chapter one, let's begin reading at verse 18. It says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain, worthless, fruitless, empty conversations, which means lifestyles, received by traditions from your daddies, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb. Without blemish and without spot. Notice as a lamb. Without blemish and without spot. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. But was manifest in these last times for you. Who by him do believe in God. And that raised him up from the dead. And gave him glory. That your faith and hope might be in God. Go back up to verse 20 who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these times, last times for you. See, this plan to redeem mankind with the precious blood of Jesus Christ was established before the foundations of the earth. It was not something that was done just to be done, because maybe we'll see whether this works and whether this happened. You already had planned ahead of time everything that needed to happen in order to be able to purchase me and you back from the slave market of sin to be able to give us an opportunity to step in to the life that God always planned for me and you. It was foreordained. The word foreordained means to know beforehand, that is to foresee. To know beforehand, that is to foresee. Now it was foreseen or known beforehand because it was foreordained or another way of phrasing it is ordained beforehand. It was ordained beforehand. The word ordained means ordered, established, or enacted. It's predestined. It was ordered, established, or enacted. It was predestined. So everything that Jesus Christ did, including the shedding of his blood, was ordered by God. God is God of order, who places everything in orders, and everything has to fall in a particular way for it to be able to operate the way he say. And one of the things that was on the list of the things that needed to be done Check, 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 was the shedding of the blood so that we can then be set free. It was established before the foundations of the world. Before there was a world that twirled, God already knew that we was going to fall. Before there was a world that twirled or any boy or girl did anything they wasn't supposed to do, God already knew what was going to happen and he already planned what he was going to do to be able to deliver me and you so that we could be able to spend eternity with him like he planned for us to do. He established it. The shedding of the blood was included in that. It was established before the foundations of the earth. It was enacted, which means already put in motion, before there was even water on this earth, much less an ocean. It was already enacted by God that this is what's going to happen. Blood is going to be shed so that my people don't have to live eternity dead. It was predetermined and predestined. It was destined, destined, or given a destination ahead of time. And that destination was there. there's at a given time that you're going to shed your blood so that the people can be set free. Good Friday was the day that it was already predestined to be able to happened for me, you and me. Good Friday was the fulfillment of the plan that God had foreordained and prearranged to be able to save fallen mankind through the blood that Jesus would shed. A Jesus that already was known who was going to do it, already planned to do it was already ordered and established and be able to enact enact it to do it. Only thing left was to do it. On Good Friday, that was the day that they did it. Turn to Acts chapter 2. And I'm so glad they did it. I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for nobody else. But I'm so glad they did it. Anybody here glad too? Oh, I ain't by myself. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 2. Jesus was delivered by the predetermined counsel and foreknowledge of God. This was already planned out and mapped out by God. Acts chapter 2, begin reading at verse 22. It says, Ye men of Israel know these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the Predeterminate, predeterminate counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. I love that adjective. By wicked hands. He's got got his finger all in their face. With wicked hands you did that. But don't, but we want to notice this part. That was kind of a little thug in me that wanted to you know do the finger part but the, this part is one we want to focus on. The predetermined predetermined counsel and foreknowledge of God. Jesus was delivered by the predetermined counsel and foreknowledge of God. He was delivered to them in order to be able to do that. Many of you are getting food delivered to your house now. Toilet paper delivered to your house now. So that you can be able to handle that food when it comes back out. Praise God. You're getting it delivered to your house. All kinds of stuff is being delivered to you. Jesus was delivered so that he can be able to do what he came to do. The word delivered right there means given out or given over. That is surrendered. Given out or given over. That is surrendered. Now, this isn't the kind of surrendered where somebody sticks you up and then puts some pressure on you where this is what you got to do. No, this is something where you voluntarily do. You voluntarily surrendered Jesus to be able to do this. And it was by the foreordained and pre-knowledge of God. That word foreknowledge right there means forethought. Forethought. Which means even before time, he thought this all out to be able to make sure everything necessary is what was done to. Everything necessary is what it is that happened to. Now think about this. They're going to have to deliver, excuse me, they're going to have to do what they need to do to deliver from Satan's hand the people of God like you want them to do. Trust me on this. one. God's not going to do a single thing that's not necessary when it comes time to deliver us. He ain't going to do nothing extra that doesn't need to be done. Everything that's done is necessary. So if anything is done, it's necessary. So when you see him get beat like he's beat, it's only necessary. Because otherwise he would not take a stripe past what he needed to take. When it came time for him to bleed, the amount of blood that needed to come out in order to pay the price in full is what had to come out before he can open up his mouth and say, it is finished or it is paid in full. And I got a feeling that every every vein dried up right after that in such a way. Coag- all the blood coagulated right there. Praise God. And not another drop came out past that moment than what was needed because he wasn't going to give him nothing of it. I'm sure that when it came time to pay the bill, he did not put a 15%, 20% on top of it like y'all do. Praise God, you know, give a little tip to him. He didn't get no tip to the devil. He only paid what needed to happen in order to set us free because it was forethought. By a person who knows everything, knows exactly what it needs, and he only wants the scales to be exactly the way they need to be. Verse 23 once again reads Him being delivered by the predetermined counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Now, the word crucified right there means to, to fasten to, that is to impale on a cross. To fasten to, or to impale. On a cross. So when Jesus was impaled on a cross, when you squint, turn your head away. No, turn it back. Because that's exactly what was needed to be able to cause us to be set free that given day. And he was slain. Notice crucified and slain. Because he was crucified alive. Praise God, but he was slain. The word slain means to take away take away violently, that is murder. To take away violently. That is murder. So this wasn't no cute little thing that Jesus went through. They took him away violently and murdered him. It also translates put to death. They put him to death. Now, of course, we have more knowledge than, than, than that because we already know that Jesus said, Ain, can't nobody take my life from me. I'm going to lay it down. Praise God. And they even told him when they're going to pick it back up again. Praise God. Because once again, he ain't going to give the devil one second longer that he's supposed to get to do anything he need to do because they're going to do what's necessary. Now, this day and what Jesus did on this day was necessary for the redemption of God's fallen man. It was necessary. The word necessary, first definition, means happening or existing by necessity. Happening or existing by necessity. So everything that happened, happened by necessity. Everything that existed that he never resisted, happened by necessity. Everything happened by necessity. It was necessary. The word necessary also means being essential, indispensable, or requisite. Being essential, indispensable, or requisite. You know, it's like a necessary part of an engine. Praise God. Without it, that engine is not going to run. Beautiful as the car is, without every part that's needed in that engine to run, it ain't running. We're not talking about like the, you know, I'm going to date myself. We ain't talking about like the, 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 the air, 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 air cover. Praise God on the top of the engine. Praise God that was designed to be able to, you know, air filter on the top of the engine. That was designed to be able to filter the air that come through. Because if you remember, your car could run without it, praise God. And for those of us whose car used to stop on a regular basis, praise God, and we used to have to stop messing with the carburetor to get it back going again. Well, in fact, we'd drive it without it because it was just one less thing to take off, praise God. We'd take that sucker off and then just and just run. And then so when it stopped, all we got to do is lift up the engine real quick because it usually stopped at the light. I'm not giving bringing back too much memories of some of y'all. This y'all. Stopped at the light, so you had to run around and get it back started before it turned green again, praise God. Stick your finger in there and and that or stick something in a pencil in the carburetor. Go ahead, turn it up. Okay, here we go. Praise God. Pour a little gas in it and stuff. Anybody remember any of this? Praise God. Amen. Somebody say he done went off already. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anyway, anyway. There's some parts that's not necessary. They're on there. They're important. But they're not necessary. Every single thing that Jesus did was essential. It was indispensable. It was pre it was requisite. Which means without it, the salvation would have never come. Because if all the other parts are there, that's good. But if that part, that's essential, isn't there, and operating, nothing's going to happen. And if Jesus didn't do every single thing, cross every T, dot every I, put every duck in a row, and made sure it's the duck that's supposed to be in the row, if he hadn't done that, none of this would have worked. That's why you don't ever tell me God's not in the detail. God is seriously into detail. Third definition for necessary. It means needed to achieve a certain desired effect or result required. Needed to achieve a certain desired effect or result required. The desired effect or result was the salvation of mankind, the deliverance of mankind. In such a way was we be delivered from the hand of our enemy. Praise God, and we would be set free to be able to live our lives with our God for eternity. That's what was the result that He desired, and that's what was done so because that He He did everything that was necessary that it required. He only did what it was required. What well, Jesus and everything that pertained to Jesus was necessary for the redemption of God's fallen mankind. It was what was needed to achieve a certain desired effect or result. It was what was required. It was what was essential, what was indispensable, and what was requisite. It was what, that thing that was existing or happening by necessity in and, 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 and order to set you and me free. everybody, every, What he did, everything he did for you and me was necessary. That's up to and including his crucifixion. His being beat like that was necessary. That's why the father stood there and looked at it. And it was even pleased at it because what was being done was what was necessary. All of it was spoken to us by God through his scriptures. Because I love God. He telegraphs his punches. He tells us ahead of time exactly what's going to be needed and exactly what's going to be required. Turn over to Luke chapter 24, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So that even after it's done, you could be able to look in scripture and say, oh, that's why that was done. So you can look over in scriptures and say, oh. Now I understand why that was done. So you don't try to enter in no liberal theology and try to figure out another way that it should be done for you and me. I don't believe all that blood was necessary. Oh, it was necessary. I don't believe in that bloody gospel. That's the only kind of gospel that we can have, is a bloody one. I don't believe that it should happen on a Friday and then he get back up on a Sunday. I don't understand how that's three days anyway. Come on, spend some time with me. I can explain that one to you too. Praise God. And you'll find out everything was necessary, exactly the way he said it would do. See, the scripture spoke of what it is that would happen to Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 24, begin reading at verse 44. It says, and he said unto them, he told unto them himself, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses. And in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures, which means they read it, but they didn't understand it. They learned it, but they didn't learn it. They didn't understand it. They just knew that that's what it said, but they didn't know what it meant. But Jesus then opened up for them the things that they learned in the law of Moses, in the prophets, in the Psalms the entire scriptures he opened it up and showed them that God's been talking about this all the way through time about what's going to happen to Jesus at that time God's been talking about everything that's necessary to be done in order to deliver, for our salvation to be done and he began to walk him through those scriptures and start showing him this is what it is that I said and this is what I'm about to do he said then he opened then he then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, thus it is written, all this is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Notice, it behooved Christ to do that. The word behooved right there means to be necessary for, to be necessary for, to be fit for, to be meet for, M e. E-T, not M-E-A-T, in case you're hungry. Prayer has got us N-E-E-T. Prayer has got to be meet for, with respect to necessary duty or convenience. Once again, the word behoove means to be necessary for, to be fit for, to be meet for, with respect to necessity, duty, or reverence, or convenience. So everything that Jesus did, was it was necessary for you. It behooved him to do this. It was necessary for him to do this. It would be fit for him to do this. That's a bit too much. No, it's fit for him. Just like you go into a clothing store, praise God, and put on an outfit that's way too big for you. Everybody can see it's too big for you. Even the person trying to take you down to where your size really is. Praise God. You notice I said it's too big. I didn't I didn't go the other way. Praise God. Amen. Sir. You can breathe now. Praise God! Hallelujah! I said it's too big for you. Praise God! Amen. And so they want to bring you back down to a size that is fit for you, because that's not fit for you. You know, that's that's that you you you. It's, it's too much for you. That's nothing that Jesus did was too much for him. That's why even in that movie, even though that was not an accurate movie per se, but yet it gives us the closest depiction of what it is that Jesus did when it was you know Passion of the Christ. Remember, they had beat him and beat him and beat him, and then the guy at the table said, that's enough. But remember, Jesus stood back up, put his back back out, and said, no, it ain't enough. Praise God. And they turned around and beat him some more. Why? Because he knew that they were short of stripes. They were short of what was necessary to be able to fulfill everything that God said to do, because he was only going to do what was necessary and stayed there to do it, too. It means it was meat for It was with respect to necessity, to duty, or convenience. He wasn't there for convenience. He was there for duty, though. He said, I'm going to get this done, and I'm going to accomplish what it is that I came to get done. The word behoove also means to be necessary, as binding. Necessary, as binding. Eastside Detroit version said that there was no other way possible that it should be done. He had to do it. He got to do it because this is what was necessary for him to do it because otherwise it it wouldn't have got done. So it was necessary for Jesus to suffer and to rise again from the third day. For there, it was necessary for him to suffer and rise again for the third day. Everything that he did was necessary. But for there to be a rising from the dead, there first has to be the suffering. There first has to be a suffering. Because that's what the scripture said. Which means it was necessary. Because the scriptures don't say anything other than what the father says. That's why Jesus and everything pertaining to Jesus, both everything in his life and everything that was done on the day was necessary for the redemption of God's fallen man. Jesus being born the way that he was born was necessary for the redemption of God's fallen man. Why didn't Joseph, why didn't he just bring him through Joseph? I mean, they were going to get married, dang, you know, and, you know, husband, wife, new husband, wife. You know they're going to have a kid right off the bat. Right? No, There would have been the wrong timing. It would have been the wrong daddy. Praise God. Everything had to be. Because everything was necessary. The way he was born, that is, of a virgin, was necessary. Because otherwise it wouldn't have met scripture. The things that behooved Jesus to do. The kind of life that Jesus lived was necessary for the redemption of God's fallen man. He lived the way that he lived because it was necessary for him that lived that way. He needed to live a sinless life. He couldn't be like, well, you know, I'm a young man, you know, young men got to fall every once in a while. No, no, I got to live like this because I know what I'm sent to do. And if I don't fulfill it, I ain't fulfilling what's necessary for me to do it. So he lived the way he lived because it was necessary for him to live that way. Don't think he didn't want to go off on nobody like you do. The Bible says he was tempted on all points, but he didn't. And you wouldn't do it if you saw it was necessary too. Go off on a policeman next time he got his gun pulled on you. You won't. Because you got the ability to control yourself. And so if you got the ability to control yourself with him, then you got your ability to control yourself with anybody. You can control it with a stop, with a cop, with anybody you can stop. Is anybody hearing me over here? But that's another teaching. We ain't got time to get into that. The shedding of Jesus' blood and his death upon the cross was necessary for the redemption of God's fallen man. It was necessary The shedding of Jesus' blood was necessary. The timing of him being put on the cross was necessary. What they used when they put him on the cross was necessary. That's why the devil would come up with all these other little false religions and try to change what happened. And because if all those parts were not there, then we would still be where we were. If all those parts were not there, we would still be where we were. We still be stuck in sin, still needing to pay the price for our sin that is death, and we would still be separated from God with no hopes of ever being reconnected back to Him. But God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth on Him, tell me that your neighbor. He talking about you. He talking about you. Where is God? Whosoever believeth on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, that's all. That we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 That's area code 210 But of course, it's always best when you can get it live. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. Just call us at the church office and arrange a ride. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. We invite all of you to be able to join us at our Resurrection Day weekend celebration that we do here at Word of Faith. It starts Thursday evening at 6.45, with the showing of the passion of the Christ. I believe that is good for each and every one of us to get a visual reminder of the price that Jesus Christ paid for you and me when he went to the cross at Calvary as a substitute for you and me. Speaking of price, there's no charge for the movie, and a wonderful reception will follow where there'll be refreshments and refreshing fellowship with the saints talking about what they saw and how it impacted them. The celebration continues Friday evening at our Good Friday service at 7 p.m. That's the day that Jesus actually went to the cross for me and you to pay sin's debt in full for me and you. So we at Word of Faith celebrate in praise and worship and get a good word on that night too. We'll be both honored and excited to see you and your family there celebrating Jesus with us there too. And the Resurrection Day celebration weekend culminates with the Resurrection Day service on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. That's the day that Jesus Christ got up. So we get up and come to church and celebrate the victory that we receive through him. We'd love to see all of you and your families there too. And remember, if you don't have transportation, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for each and every one of these services. Just call us at the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you.